Welcome back to After Whistle Sports Podcast with Chase Dillon Dillon. And uh, Chase is finally back today. Um, I don't really know. He's kind of a uh, bad luck charm, maybe, because in case you missed it, last weekend when it was just uh, me and the other Dillon, we went uh, like five for five on all I our big so. picks. Including the two upsets including of Notre Dame two, and Florida. Including two pretty big upsets. So so we were like Vegas' worst nightmare there. Uh, <laughs> so we had a really awesome week of college football. Had probably the game of the year, um, Clemson Notre Dame, which we'll go into a little bit later. Um, and then all around, it was just an awesome week. This week, on the other hand, um, it, quite the opposite. Yeah, pretty kinda, boring. That week, but I will except. say though, every every time, every year, you have like one of these weeks where it's like only one top twenty-five matchup. You have like a ton of chaos, and like you have a top ten team losing. You have like um, I don't know some other like upsets that happen that people kind of overlook. Um, so that should be pretty interesting to see. Uh, I'm just going to start off and, and quickly go through the best game of the year so far. Uh, the Fighting Irish beat the number one ranked at the time, Clemson, uh, Tigers in double overtime. Awesome game. Um, and it, it was basically what we said before in the last week. If Notre Dame's going to win the game, and we both picked Notre Dame to win, we said they were going to control the ground game with, with great offensive line play and, and just a awesome running attack which they had mm-hmm. um, the first and, they, and then they needed those those chunk yards for 20 plus plays and they had that and that was what kind of set them apart from like prior Notre Dame teams that were, were never able to beat these elite teams like Clemson is that you saw them throwing these balls downfield especially the one at the end of regulation where they had like that, that 60 yard yeah. uh, throw to get them into range to score their, their touchdown to tie the game and so it was those chunk plays that really blew the top off and Clemson played a really good game, and I, I'm not like saying they. Of course, they caught Clemson without Trevor, um, Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence, and they also missed some d- defensive players. Um, but like, there, no way did Notre Dame win a fluke game. Like, oh, no, I, no, that, no, Notre Dame was winning that game. They were winning at half by a solid margin, and you know what? They they fell behind and they fought back to win that game. Just so, great well, job. So with that point of being behind at half, I think, that, I think that's Clemson's biggest problem. So you saw last week against or two weeks ago against uh, Boston College, was it? Mm-hmm. So against Boston College, they were down big at half. They ended up coming back because it's Boston College. But and then the same thing happened with uh, with uh, Notre Dame, where they went down kind of big at half, and then they ended up coming back. But there just wasn't enough time. I think the biggest problem was that early deficit. If they can control the game early and go to a big early lead, and they play the same way in the second half, I think that they're easily the best team in college football. Well, I think a big part of this Notre Dame win was. Ian Book actually looked like a quarterback. Like he, he was, did not he look absolutely outstanding. Like, that was the best game I've ever seen from Ian Book. Obviously, they as as you if you watch the game, they left left a lot of points on the board, which they was did. gonna which I was expecting they were gonna leave points on the board because I didn't think Ian Book was like an outstanding quarterback. But he proved himself, and his pocket presence for that game was unbelievable. I've never seen him do something like that. Yeah. And I think another big part of that Notre Dame win was the run game was. The offensive line play for Notre Dame completely dominated every single quarter, every single play. And the Notre Dame defensive line dominated. Incredible, yeah. Etienne had under 30 yards, which I think is a first ever in his career. Very impressive. It's unbelievable. And I think if they can do that, I know they'll they'll be at full full strength for the ACC championship, which is probably going to be a rematch of this. they get the rematch. I I think that if Notre Dame can play a game like this, I'm not saying they're going to win – but I'm going to say it's going to be an entertaining game to watch. So looking ahead to the future with that ACC championship, most likely we're going to end up having that same rematch of uh, Clemson-Notre Dame. If Clemson beats Notre Dame, 
do you think you can still put Notre Dame in that playoff? And I, it depends how I'm, I yeah. don't know. They oh, value. So, okay, okay. So it depends what happens everywhere else. So I'm gonna start off by saying I, if if Clemson beats Notre Dame, um, in, in the ACC championship, uh, I think Clemson for sure. For Obviously, sure gets in. The Clemson goes yeah. in, and then uh, it really is up to to what happens elsewhere. Um, and then this kind of gets into my my next topic here, which is just the playoff picture. Like as we get in, um, in this weird COVID year. Uh, with weird stuff happening with Penn State and Michigan as like the bottom teams in the Big Ten East, uh, just a weird year and, and the fourth spot in the playoff kind of up for grabs. At Completely, this point. it's always. And I'm gonna I'm gonna use this as a chance to kind of expand my platform in the area that uh, four teams in the playoff is not okay. There needs to be more spots in the playoff, and and I don't understand why it's taken them still. They're still sticking with four. I don't think four teams is is the best way to do something like this. I think you need to have, uh, I mean, eight would be fine. I mean, maybe six you would do. I just this again. I mean, this is another example of why the four well, team doesn't work. How would you do six? Because then yeah, what? Actually, six wouldn't work. Or you would give one. A, two teams would have a bye, you and then two teams. Two teams. I, I think, I think um, maybe not this year because of everything that's happening with COVID. I don't think you. This can would really be the easiest year to do it. Expand. If it. Notre Dame could join a conference, and they True. could for sure then expand could, the playoff. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but I feel like because of COVID, this isn't the year. But I think they should have done it. I completely agree that four teams it needs is just to be done. not it's enough because we see the same four teams. We see at least the same three teams cycling every year. It's always Ohio State. It's always Bama, and it's always Clemson, um, Clemson every single year. And that fourth team is like up for grabs. They really don't have a shot. Yeah. They play. And you know what? It's built against group of five teams. And, and there are some very good group of five teams who but can it should compete be. on the national it level, sh- no, and they don't no. get a chance. It, it should be. Because BYU, I'm telling you, if BYU goes undefeated, I, they des- I think they should deserve to go to the playoff and compete with we, the top teams in the country. S- I agree. But I think that if they go undefeated, they need to do something. I think that they shouldn't have all the conference games at the end of the season. That They should leave some of these games up for grabs to show that these Power 5 teams, or that these... um not these Power 5 teams that they can do something. Like, Liberty playing Virginia Tech, that was huge. That showed that they That's can play. Game. That they yeah. can play I, I will. I will say that. Power you five you teams. can't, like, I don't know. It, it's a tough situation because BYU was supposed to play uh, a bunch of, re- like, really solid teams. I, their schedule got completely changed. I kind of forgot. But they were playing some solid uh, Power 5 opponents. And because of COVID, uh, they got canceled. I think they were playing uh, Pac-12 teams, maybe... Oh, they're playing USC oh, for a game, maybe? Uh, this is going back to that Liberty-Virginia Tech thing. I just... Can you guys explain to me? I obviously wasn't on the podcast last week, so we couldn't talk about this. Liberty was ranked... I don't understand why they were such... They were 23-point underdog. I don't understand that. Why, why were they such a big underdog? Yeah, well, well, because, because everyone hates the group of five. Yeah, and... But they are a group of five. Think about what teams they play. They play these, like, Western Kentucky or these, like... Like bad, okay, but I'm saying that not okay. good. But also, I would like to say that, that don't get that, the recruiting here's the thing. I would like to say there is a difference between like other group of five schools and the uh, American Conference. The American Conference has UCF, it has Memphis, it has uh, Cincinnati. Um, it who else is in the American Conference? Uh, uh, they used to have Louisville, not anymore. But anyways, that that conference is a group of five conference, and it's it's a solid conference. It, like though they're. Like I feel like if they would play the middle of those those teams would play, maybe like some ACC teams or some Big Ten teams. But I think it would be competitive. Then, and so I mean, is it really like? I don't know if you can say that that Cincinnati and their confidence they play solid opponents. But they they're still a, a complete tier, at least a tier below. Since, I don't think so. Below a Clemson, there's no well, point. below Clemson. Everyone's a, everyone's okay. a cheer behind Clemson. 
But what I'm saying is, but Notre I, Dame is making it close. You can't say that the what, best. What I'm saying is, I don't think it's fair for like a Big Twelve team. I, of course, it's probably not gonna happen this year. But a team like maybe Oklahoma State was in the conversation, or like Oklahoma, who's having an off year. I don't think it's fair to put them just because they're in the Big Twelve to go in over a team like Cincinnati or but, BYU. But why? they're playing tougher, especially in in the COVID year when they're playing only teams in their conference. When you're playing tougher competition, you're gonna lose. Then, yeah, you're gonna you're, you have and, a much higher and chance. And same of with losing. Oregon. And like like you're gonna tell me you put a BYU an undefeated BYU team over a one loss Oregon team? No, there's no, no way. I put Oregon in there. That'd be I terrible. Would, I'd, I'd put, put a two loss Oregon team above a undefeated BYU team. I would not do that because yeah, I don't know about that. I wouldn't I, do that. The Pac-12 is not that good, but the, it's sorry, better the than no, it's not. Then yeah. You can make a case that the Pac-12 is not as good as the American Conference. American Conference with Cincinnati, Tulsa, SMU, Memphis, UCF, Navy, Houston. Like, those are solid teams. Like, those are not bad teams. Okay, the Navy don't even play football. They play triple option football. I mean, I'm, I'm telling you, a team like UCF, who we've seen that UCF could compete on the national level. Like, they won that one year they won a bowl game against Auburn, a good Auburn team. Okay, they're pretty handily. Uh, we, we saw Memphis in... in, in uh, Good games against actual teams like you know, the Penn State. They're competing with them in a good Penn State year. Uh, we we've seen SMU compete on the national stage. I I, I I don't know how you can make a case that the Pac-12 is is even that much better than the American Conference. Okay, okay, you can definitely make a case there because they get so many better recruits going to the Pac-12 and especially actually that, that's alone. a solid point because actually the Pac-12 does not really recruit very well outside of Oregon and, UC, and, and USC. You yeah. do not recruit well. But that's all. That, I mean, that's two, two better teams than every single one of those. I don't know. I, I'm taking. I'm telling you what. I'm taking Cincinnati over over USC. If they play. I mean, there's a. I, what I think here's how about this? I think what they could do is why don't they leave the last two games up for debate and like figure out a way to have these group of t- five it's teams too play. Late to do that. If they well, to I know, I know. They, should, they had to do that at the beginning of the, the season. Easy, easy way to answer this is just expand the playoffs. Yeah. You expand the playoffs. But, but then, it's, it's too late now to do yeah, that. Yeah, really. I know. It's too late now, but like, for future years, I, I think you expand the playoffs. Okay, but let's I'm say... fully... So, okay, so, do you go, so you want to go to eight teams, teams. then? I go to eight, yeah. So, so then what do you do with that extra... That's a whole other week that you have to play games. So when do you do You would get rid of a non-conference game. Half these teams play in FCS school anyways. In yeah. one week, they play a not non power five school. They play so a non division so, so, one school. So that's their week one team. So you're gonna make them play a tough game week one then instead. Uh, yeah. But, but by tough game though, they're out of conference games. Like still, trash they games can still, anyways. but still, but they, but they, there's a difference between those teams that they're playing week one that they purposely pay tons of money so they can beat them by fifty points, opposed to a team that they're playing out of conference that actually. And, 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 and no, it's not right. No, what's, what happens in the SEC and the in the Big Twelve and the ACC is they play the FCS schools. Before their last game of the season, before like their most important game. Oh, it's almost like it's like a, a bye week. An extra, it's an extra bye week basically. Okay. And I'm saying you don't need the extra bye week. I'm saying I'd rather have another week of playoffs. Yeah, I agree. I completely agree. I'd rather see an extra. They get first of all, they get more revenue for just doing that. So would they add more bowl games then? You think, or would they just make well, it a regular well, they, game? They would be able to. They would make it. Let's see. I think they would keep. Ro- the rotation of the of the top four bowl or the or whatever the two. Well, four wait, wait, wait. Wait, they already push the the college football playoffs is already two weeks after bowl week, right? Because isn't yeah, there? It's they have they have well, a no week. no no they, they, they have they a week in between. Play, yeah, but for the championship though. Yeah, so they can just they can just have it bang bang bang. They could. I, what what I would do is I would get rid of one week. Where yeah. They play FCS schools. I agree. All right, shall we go on? Yeah, I'm still not really done with the Cincinnati topics. I still think All that right. they're playoff worthy. But uh, let's go on to our picks. Um, 
we're gonna be looking at the spreads too today. So first of all, we're, again, today's week is a little bit underwhelming, but we're gonna start off in the ACC with number nine Miami against uh, Virginia Tech. Why? Virginia Tech coming off a loss. We have uh, Miami favored by two and a half points. <laughs> I don't even know why it's that low. I, didn't, I, I haven't didn't see that before. I think Miami kills them. No, it's Virginia Tech two and a half. No, plus Virginia Tech plus two and a half. Are you yeah. sure? Yes, it is. I guarantee you. No, it's not. Yes, it is. It is Virginia Tech minus two and a half. That's got to be false. I'm telling you, that is that is the truth. Look at ESPN. That, that doesn't make any doesn't sense make to any me. Sense. That doesn't Hold make on. any sense. So I'd take Miami. Yeah, I'd take the Miami money line at that point then. Yeah. Miami's money. Yeah. Okay. Wow, wait, Virginia Tech minus two and a half? That's yeah. And they have the, and they have more and they have the better odds. Whoa, whoa. Yeah, that whoa, makes whoa. no sense to me there. Wait, am I reading this correctly? I mean they lost to Liberty. <laughs> they haven't beat anyone. <laughs> Virginia Tech minus two and a half. That's gotta be a typo. I don't think it's a typo. Okay, well, I'm taking Miami, and I'm I'm, I'm, I'm taking that money line too. I'm betting a paycheck on this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, wow. I, I'm taking Miami. incredible. Virginia Tech coming off a loss to Liberty is a solid team. I'm, like, but, I'm not gonna say but that. They're not but Miami. They, they they lost, and Miami is a good, pretty solid. <laughs> Miami also had a close game though. But they're uh, better than Liberty. We could. We I, can I say don't that think Virginia Tech's. Uh, I don't even think that's wow. Like, I, I would understand if it was like Miami plus seven and a half. Like at least that would make a little bit more sense. But Virginia Tech minus two and a half. Yeah, I'm taking Miami all day. Yeah. Next game to the Big Ten. Indiana rolling again. Uh, number ten now. Top ten Indiana <laughs> versus um, a absolutely terrible Michigan State. I'm sorry. Team. I'm still not over that Virginia Tech line. I'm not. I have no idea that's, how that's that absolutely nuts. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, Indiana favored by seven and a half in this game. Um, I would stay cl- in terms of to betting this. I would stay clear of this. I think oh. Indiana's gonna win. No. Um, I just like MSU's scary. They're so no. they're, they're so inconsistent. They're so inconsistent, but they just got rocked, like killed. Yeah, but they scared me. But it's turnovers again. If if MSU can can contain, hold on to the ball, like they're not that bad. The, I, Indiana wins. The I don't only like issue the is half. I, I could see this as a trap game because they have a massive yes. Ohio State. Indiana game. has a, a huge Ohio massive, State. Massive. The biggest. That might be the biggest game in their program since '87, when they like were good. Yeah, I'm, that's gonna be a, that's gonna be a big game. We'll get into the next week. Um, go to the SEC now. Number twelve Georgia coming off of a absolutely uh, atrocious, just not competitive game versus Florida. Uh, their defense, which is supposed to be their strong suit, giving up like about 400 yards of passing uh, to to a good a good Florida offense, but um, Georgia was really disappointing. They had their quarterback Stetson Bennett go down with an injury. Their backup was Dwayne Mathis, not any better. Um, against Missouri, uh, Georgia's favored by 11 and a half. I, Georgia wins this game, um, uh, but I'm I'm like really scared for for the Bulldogs this year. Yeah, it's tough. I, I don't think that they are going to be able to compete. I mean, they've got – there are enough three. Like, or there are two teams that are better than them in that conference. Well, they're done. Florida Florida basically is in the SEC championship, it, barring anything crazy happening. Uh, I think you see a really deflated Georgia team who basically just lost the season they were playing for. Yeah. Um, they, like, I feel like they have nothing to play for at this point They have point nothing anymore. to play for, and it's going to be up to Kirby Smart to, to motivate them. Um, to play well, I don't think Georgia's a bad team. They definitely have the talent to compete. Uh, don't seem but like they care. The way they played against Florida, they did not belong on the same field as them. And and to say that about a Georgia team is something I was really surprised to say. I, I going into this, 
uh, me and Yoss both had Florida winning the game, but we thought it was going to be a competitive game. Um, yeah, we were mistaken. It was just, it was just bad. It's all around. There was a bunch of injuries, really poor secondary play. Just careless. That's just careless with the, the ball. Turnovers. Started. Red zone offense was was garbage. Is bad. Now we're going to the uh, hot team of the week. Number two, Notre Dame Fighting Irish going into Boston College. Uh, Notre Dame's favored by 13 and a half. And this one is, for me, this one's scary. Yeah, so my take on this is the only reason that I am leaning more towards Notre Dame as that 13 and a half point favorite is because I think people might be a little high on Boston College after watching that Clemson game and were able to see what, at least in the first half, they were able to do against Clemson. So I think people might think that Boston College is better than they actually are, which is why I would take that Notre Dame line, but I don't know. I like 13 and a half just because there's not that hook at the end for that 14 for the two touchdowns, but still is a scary one to me. I, I think that Ian Book needs to come out firing. I think he can't like be like, all right, I beat Clemson, like now I can chill for the whole team. They have a to come weeks. out. They can, if they come out flat-footed, they're like, gonna this get, is they're a game lose. you can lose. Yeah, they, they need to come out firing, and I think they will. I, like I because I think they now know they're like, all right, we actually can beat Clemson, yeah, and yeah. we can like we actually now have something to play for, opposed to like like that was always a question mark. Like, are they even on the same like tier as Clemson? And since they beat them, I would say they've got something to play for. Yeah, this one I'm I'm kind of staying away from. I too. I agree. I, I don't I don't know. Like the thirteen and a half is is intriguing, uh, but I, I could definitely see Notre Dame just winning by a touchdown in a, a little bit of a close game. Maybe some garbage time scores for Boston College. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't. Yeah, I don't really know. I don't really see a blowout. I think this Boston College team has this, a relatively solid offense. Um, of course, you can't really compare them at all to Clemson, but but they're not like bad in that case um and i really don't know if notre dame could could keep up with that high-powered offense coming off that huge win against clemson i think the offense go, comes up a little bit flat-footed and and i think notre dame's gonna win this game and i i don't really think it's gonna be that close but i don't like the 13 and a half to be honest yeah all right so next game we're gonna talk about ohio state versus maryland ohio state is a 25 and a half point favorite here yeah i'll say this just from my perspective as an ohio state fan I think I'm taking Maryland here. Maryland's been good the past two weeks. Um, with with if, the spread. If, yeah. With uh, what, the What's his name? Tua's brother. Tualia. Tualia Tungavailoa. If he's able to do what he has been able, what he has been doing the past two weeks, then I think that they can cover this spread. I don't think they're going to win the game. I think Ohio State still yeah. wins, but I don't think that they're going to lose by more than 26 yeah. points. Uh, let me get one thing clear. Ohio State is the best team in the country. And I'm going to say that now. And I'm still going to agree with you, Chase, on that. The 25 seems like it's a, lot a, of ton, of it's a lot of points. It's a lot of points. It's almost four touchdowns. That's a but lot of points. And, and this this Maryland team has though, put up points. Is, is has put up points. And and the one weakness of Ohio State this year uh, has been their linebacker play, um, and and specifically like getting a lot of pressure on the quarterback in certain games. Um, their secondary is great. Offense is absolutely incredible. To me, probably the best offense in the entire country. Um, Justin Fields but, is unreal. Yeah, but yeah. Ohio State's defense has been a, a little bit of a question mark, and they're they're coming together and they played better um, against the Rucker <laughs> over the past week. Um, but again, Ohio State couldn't cover the spread against Rucker. Yeah, and, and so and, and against a, a, sim- a better Maryland team. against a better, a better Maryland, Maryland team, team. twenty five seems like a lot. I would pound this. I would pound the Maryland plus twenty five in the past. and and Rucker couldn't put up points in the weeks prior, like. They lost to an Indiana team. They like beat a bad Michigan, a off Michigan State team. So Rucker really hasn't done anything to, to like prove like prove that they like. Kept it's just that game it's a close. lot of points. Twenty five and a half is a lot of points. Maryland is not an offense 
I don't. I just don't see this game being something where it's like a thirty-five to seven game. Yeah, I agree. Like I think yeah. Maryland could score like twenty points. And I don't think Ohio State can put up fifty-five. Well, I mean, they, they can, could. Actually. They could, Wait, but they I don't can. think they. I don't think they do. Uh, I. I. This one also could be a closer game than we expect. Ohio State has been rolling all year, and usually they, around they have, this they time, one week where they just usually of, around this time, kind of, Ohio State yeah. starts Lay off a egg. first half where they're maybe down a touchdown, and then they, then they absolutely demolish the opponent. But this one could be close. I don't know. All right, um, this is completely unrelated to what we're talking about, but I just want everybody to see that. I just want to say that Joe Flacco is elite. I just want to put that out there. Uh, we'll get to that. Right. Right, okay, wait, hold up. Can we? Can I like insert a quick line here? Yeah. In between our games, while we're on the Big Ten, the Rutger is favored for the first time in a Big Ten game since that 2014. That's absolutely incredible. That's Rutgers crazy. football. <laughs> Coach Coach Ciano came back to, New, to to Piscataway. Is that even how you pronounce it? You're from New Jersey, right? Yeah, but I don't know how to pronounce that. Piscataway. And we don't associate See, ourselves with Rutger. The Rutgers, yeah. They're favored in the game. And you, do you know you what? Think they, they haven't been that bad this year. Do you think they beat U of I? They're yes, favored by they, six. They, win, they beat Illinois. They beat Illinois. Ill- Illinois is bad. They're a different level of bad. The, Illinois is the new Rutgers. So the the Rucker, you the, ha- Rucker. the Rucker will beat the Fighting Illini. Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. This Rucker seems not bad. Illinois is bad. Illinois, <laughs> Illinois, Illinois terrible. Bad. Illinois is All right. All right. All right. We can continue. Garbage. There's no point. All right. Next game, and, and when, we're gonna say some SEC games today. Um, keeping. The, the fact that the SEC is having a huge COVID outbreak right now, and so none of these games could be played. We don't know. Uh, we'll start with one that may be played. Number five, Texas A&M against the poor, poor Tennessee Vols, who came into the year I think you with need one more poor. poor they came into the year with such high expectations. They thought they, thought they could compete with Georgia. Okay, and then they're losing to Kentucky. They suck. That was not part of the equation. They like that, that was not part of the, the, the program. There. They yeah, suck. They that, lost to Arkansas. That was not the expectation that but they had. But here's the thing. This Tennessee team is too talented to be this bad. And, and Maybe this, it's this a coaching further. issue. It, it, it's a, absolutely a coaching it's issue. It's a culture. It's an everything issue. Yeah, it's, it's an everything just issue. Tennessee. This Tennessee team, I'm, I tell you what, this is not a bad, in terms of, of players on the roster, in terms of, of defensive power, in terms of the, the ability to run the ball, um, this is not a like. This Tennessee team shouldn't be, like, Vanderbilt level, okay? But then you look at Tennessee's rest of the schedule, and you say, so right now they have one win. They have two. Where are the other, they have two wins. Where, where's the other win coming from? Oh, the, wait, the, no, the wait, Vanderbilt. they only have one more win. They only have one win. Yeah. It comes from Vanderbilt. Auburn, Auburn maybe. They're, they're, Auburn looked re- really good last yeah, week. Yeah, but they're so on and off. No, I, I they could win this game, but to me, I see Tennessee... Getting uh, beating Vanderbilt, I see them beating oh, Vanderbilt. That's it. Yeah, and and if you're if you're a Vols fan, this is not what you want because t- Tennessee. I know we're we're a, a little bit younger here, but but Tennessee used to be a respectable team. Like they, they used to be competing. I can't the remember a time where they have been respectable. In in any they used to be. They, I'm used, to, they used, used to be in like the eighties, nineties. They used to be. The, they if you look at they're actually like maybe on the blue ball level, like the Penn State level of like terms of historic. Yes, yes, teams. yeah, yeah. And this is not what you expect. And Tennessee's had a lot of coaching changes, and I don't really want to go on this for any longer. I just really, I, I was looking through some of the statistics from Tennessee, and, and it's just terrible. It's just bad. They came into the season ranked, um, and they're just playing terrible football. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's bad. Texas A&M, on the other hand, under Jimbo Fisher, has been incredible. And if I were to tell you at the beginning of the year, Texas A&M was going to come in, uh, what is this, like, I think week eight or nine? I think it's, t- I think it's ten. Week ten for the SEC, and you're gonna have a top five Texas A&M team knocking on the doorstep of the SEC. I would be great, 
That is absolutely incredible. They they have a, they have a really good team. Kellen Mond has been superb for them, and and he, from last year he was good, and he's cut down on the turnovers. Isaiah Spiller, the running back, has been really solid. I think that they are a really really good team, but I th- I think that the ranking might be a little bit too high. I would. I think it's a little bit too high. I, I, I do. Oh, remember they they beat a Florida team too. So I mean they, they, well, they, they scored more points. Their defense is still uh, I don't know. SEC defense. I didn't think I was going to be able to say this, but the the next two teams besides Alabama, their defenses are atrocious, really suspect. Yeah, uh, the next three teams. The next three teams, yeah. But uh, Texas A and M minus eight. I I like I like Texas A and M. Yeah, I like A and M. Yeah, I agree. It's just at one point after what that that eight might make the difference here, but I still like that. And but here's the thing: I would love to see Tennessee come out competitive against this team. I would ah, love to see any fight. I want to see some fight. Come on. All right, shall Next we go? Game, let's to go to the, the Pac-12. The Oregon-Washington State. Yeah, number 11, Oregon-Washington State. Uh, the line is plus nine for Washington State. Yeah. I think Oregon's going to cover this with ease. Yeah, I, I, I like Oregon. I thought they looked... I, I was watching some of the game from last week, and I saw everything I needed to see from Oregon. Uh, Oregon is the Pac-12 champion. I'm going to say that right now. Um, and I don't even think that's that yeah, wait, crazy of a take. Uh, I think I, that's pretty I, that's common, definitely common take not, right now. Yeah, definitely not crazy. Um, this this Oregon team is just on a different level in, in the Pac-12. And to be honest, it starts with recruiting. And if you look at the recruiting rankings, Oregon is the only one touching like the top 15 in recruiting rankings. Yeah. And the second best team, USC, has its own issues uh, with Clay Helton at coach. They won last week against Arizona State. By the way, a good Arizona State team where, where we took the spread there and then we won that one. But uh, Arizona State's a good team. USC needed a miracle to win that game. They they got it. Yeah, uh, they did not. But USC that. will not go undefeated this year, and I'm I'm confident saying that, and I'm confident saying Oregon wins. Yeah. Um, just because I think their team's a different tier above the rest in the Pac-12. I completely agree. And I think I think our next game is a lot more interesting than it's made out. This to is be. this is this could be game of the week. This could this sh- probably will decide who goes to the Big Ten championship. From the West. Pathetic to say that. Because yeah. it's not pathetic. Northwestern? Okay. And also, I want to go on this right now. No, it's just pathetic that these are the two teams that we're saying that well, about. Because Wisconsin okay. isn't eligible. They're okay. not going to be eligible uh, if they may, miss may one May I please game. say something? And this could, this could be a hot take. I don't know. But why is it fair that Indiana's top 10 when Northwestern has the same record and they're 23? Well, because... And, and okay, Indiana's wins. Let's go over them. Let's go over them. Indiana's wins over Rutgers... A bad Michigan team and an absolutely an 0-3 Penn State team. But they didn't. But when they won, they were a good I, Penn I don't State care. team. I'm looking. I'm looking at, at who they beat and how I good mean, those teams are. Were they? They're I not, mean, Penn State's Penn bad. State sucks. Penn State came in 0-2. Yeah, but Penn they. But no one knew it. Yes, they did. That is, that's their name. They're 0-2. <laughs> they were terrible. And it wasn't wait, like a close what? 0-2. It was bad. Wait, whoa. whoa, whoa. You're when 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 Indiana beat oh, that was them? No, that was no, 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 no. They were our eighth-ranked Penn State team, and that was obviously yeah, but now a huge people mistake. know that they're, they're but they, shams. Yeah, but you and, and can't like raise them in the this. rankings when they win. Okay, listen to this: Northwestern forty-three to three win over Maryland. Okay, win over Iowa. Maryland, don't forget who Maryland's beat in the past win, two weeks. Win over but, Nebraska. Northwestern, I, I I will say this right now: Northwestern. If Indiana's going to be ranked ten, Northwestern needs to be ranked in the top fifteen. No, because they do. But you don't understand because what what they did, what what Indiana did was beat two ranked teams. That means they were the underdogs in both games. Therefore, that has more. Well, Indiana pull. Indiana was not the underdog against Michigan. Yes, you are. 
There was like a, there were 13th and Michigan was, was 23. And Michigan was favored for some that's, odd that's reason. A different, that's a different thing. It doesn't matter what the thing is. It, but, it matters what the line is. But Michigan's and, obviously worse than a team like Iowa. No, okay. Yeah, I agree. I agree. But, and Northwestern uh, beat Iowa. But and, and you can't say... You can't... Okay. I'm looking at this from, from now, from, from week move. four in the Big Ten. Okay, and I'm looking at this and saying Northwestern's wins and Northwestern as a team are stronger than... I don't, I'm not gonna say they're stronger. No, but I'm, I'm just saying. I'm just saying Northwestern deserves to be ranked higher if Indiana is okay. gonna have that same poll. I agree. I agree. But I, th- like thinking if not like what the AP poll or whatever or the coaches poll is gonna rank them. Like if we were to rank them, yes, Northwestern would be higher. But you can't move an Indiana team up when they have not lost a game and beat two ranked teams. No, I'm not you saying. Can't I'm say not that saying. That I'm not saying Northwestern worse. leapfrogs Indiana. I, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that if Indiana is going to be 10 and, and, and whether they deserve that spot, probably. <laughs> they, if they're going to be at 10, Northwestern shouldn't be all the way down at 23. Well, I agree. They're, I not, think, 13, I think they're not 13. Sp- like, in terms of the AP pool, they're not 13 spots worse than Indiana. What I think should happen is Wisconsin should move to 23 since they haven't played a game in forever. And Northwestern should literally just swap with Wisconsin. Yeah, but I think that what, would what, be we saw, what we saw from Wisconsin was a dot. If they had played this they past played two Illinois. weeks. They played a terrible but, Illinois. And we'll get to that game later. We'll get but to Wisconsin still. later. They, they maybe play, maybe they don't. I don't know. But I'm just saying, Northwestern. I, I think I think North, there's no reason to me that Northwestern is not a top 15. But we know team. how the okay, yeah. But we know how the AP poll works. I'm, I'm not okay. I'm we know not. how that works. We can't. They for some odd reason are favoring Alabama to infinity and beyond. But Alabama's fine. They're two. They're, they're Alabama is definitely the second best team in the country. No, they're not. Or they're three. I mean, they're one. Notre Dame is two. Go Ohio State's one. No, no uh, that's Alabama's one, three. and Notre Dame's at two. No, I, I understand in the rankings that's what they are, but I think Ohio State is. Yes, talking about the rankings one, two, and three don't matter. One, two, and three yeah, are all like, interchangeable. interchangeable. Yes, one but, the, I'm t- but you're talking about you're talking about the ranking. Therefore, I don't think I'm the rankings are right. I'm providing a commentary. I agree. Why I think that Indiana's getting. Uh, I'm not saying Indiana's getting too much talk. I'm saying Northwestern is not getting any talk. Okay, enough. Or I mean, we'll see. We'll see. This is a big game for Northwestern. Purdue is not a bad team. Purdue is not Purdue's a bad team, team at all. Purdue's undefeated as well. Yeah, I mean they played one more game. game is, but, this yeah. game is 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 barring anything. If Wisconsin is eligible or not, um, well, this, this game has Big Ten West huge implications. The winner of this game is this. Also, this game counts as two games basically because of the tiebreaker. Yeah. So whoever wins this, this is absolutely huge. And and Wisconsin like could still lose a game. Like, yeah. Yeah. It's Wisconsin still possible. Um, all right, you want to take us out to anyways, the next game? I'm, I'm taking Northwestern this game if no one caught the honor. Yeah, that. yeah, I agree. And our long next game. game, this game may or may not be played. I'm gonna say it won't be played probably because we'll, Wisconsin. We'll quickly has address this game because it's probably not gonna be played. Number 13, Wisconsin against a uh, a team from uh, Michigan, I think. I don't know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's your team. Wisconsin is three and a half point favorites. I think that Wisconsin. Or I, I think, think Wisconsin. If it's game played, I think that Wisconsin will kill them. Yeah, Wisconsin kills them if they play. Uh, Michigan, I think that they are just down on themselves. I think that there is just... I think Michigan is not a good team. They're not, I think good. They're not good. Maybe it's the coaching staff there. Hold up. Newsflash. It's the coaching staff. It's, it's been the coaching staff. Fa- they've had the talent to, for a while. It's, and their it's coaching staff coaching you know, crazy. Staff. I'm trying to think right now. Think back to this coaching staff. And I was, I'm, like, I'm trying to think of all the times that Harbaugh beat Ohio State. Like, that big, their biggest game all season. I just Or Harbaugh, okay, like, I winning just, any big games. I just can't games. think of any. Here's I, the thing. He doesn't win big it's, games. Oh, he hasn't. People, oh, yeah. people, here's the thing. people are upset oh, sure. about, about beating Ohio State because that's obviously not something. Like, Ohio State's 
That's just the only like game that matters. That's the only game that matters. Game that, matters. that is their game that matters. But there's the there, only game. If they lose I'm not every game of season but beat Ohio State, they would have be a no, successful season. No, we don't. To be honest, that's not even really a fair. Oh, that's completely true. It's it's unfair to hold Michigan and Ohio State. But I'm saying is the the reason it's the reason the season's so bad is that Michigan should not be in year six losing to Michigan State and Indiana. That well, Indiana's not, pretty good. Indiana's pretty good. I don't so care. I, think I don't he, care. You know, Michigan um, does not lose to Indiana. I'm pretty excited for when JJ McCarthy do. gets to Michigan. Everybody thinks he's going to be their savior, and then just absolutely they're, horrible. They're, no, they're, they're cleaning house. <laughs> well, they're, well, they'll get rid of the coach, so then they're, they'll be better. They're cleaning house because Harbaugh have to do. is terrible. I just can't wait for basketball season. Uh, and <laughs> so let's, if and there is let me get started to the basketball season real quick. Well, Michigan signed on the schedule. Michigan will not win anything. I doubt they that. They will Michigan, not win Michigan, anything. Michigan, Michigan has the most tournament I don't care since how many. They, they Mi- go to the Sweet 16 about like When you year. think of Michigan, you think about, like, just suffering. Bro, and, two Final Fours, I'll take that. And that's the past, like, six zero years. championships. Okay. All right. Well, Villanova has, like, three of those. <laughs> All right. Uh, the last game, we have SMU versus Tulsa. And yes. Tulsa. Group of five. Love. And Let's Tulsa go. is like. favored by two and a half. Who do you got? Yeah, I like SMU here, actually. <laughs> I'm going to tell you what. I like Tulsa in this one. No. I like Tulsa. So you're taking out your, yeah, your group of your, five teams. Yeah, your group of five It just shows top to bottom that these are good teams. Top to bottom? Right, Stop I, it. I, I, the I, American I, Conference is a good conference. Bro, we're, gonna, I, we're really about to play the top to we're, bottom game. We're talking about game. the power six. The power six, and we're including the American right, Shall we, we include ECU? We're not arguing about SMU and Tulsa right now. We're gonna, we're, we'll move on to... Actually, what's your pick there? Just quickly, for the two and a half point Tulsa. favorite. I said Tulsa. Get the I take SMU. I'm going to take SMU. They have it right. off. They uh, Except their defense kind of sucks. So, we're going to... Let's move on to the NFL. Our takeaways from this week. Steelers... Still undefeated. They should not. That was be, a though. close one, mate. <laughs> I just, I mean, the, that kind <laughs> they of lost to a horrendous Dallas. That kind of thing. That kind of thing. I feel like always happens with teams that are it's successful. They they always have one off game, and the Steelers are lucky that it happened against the Cowboys. Yeah. Uh, and and you know what? The thing that's not being talked about too is 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 they played really well, all without like Devin Bush, star middle linebacker, which is he's out for the season. Yeah. And that's that's the well, defense they did just shows trade for, uh, that defense is pretty good. A Dunlap, right? Yeah, they have. Yeah, no, 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 that was a Seahawks. Oh, Seahawks on the. Uh, they they, they traded for some linebacker. Who, yeah, they oh, in the chats. Oh, What's uh, the guy's uh, name? No, from no, no. From what didn't didn't they trade for uh, Quan Alexander from the Buccaneers? No. That's what I thought they traded for. I think they did. Uh, all right, but besides fine. the point. Anyways, their, their defense is a ton of depth. Their offense has been serviceable enough. <laughs> I I think when they play, I think when they play some high high powered offenses. I don't notice the, the Browns are not included in this, uh, <laughs> but against high-powered offenses, I think they you'll see them struggle. I saw, yeah, yeah. I That's agree. all I'm gonna say. I, I I think their defense is is really good. Their offense is good enough at controlling controlling the ball, but if you get in a, a shootout, I, I'm. I'm taking the sh- whoever and they're I'm playing. I'm not. This is not but, a knock on the Steelers. At, I still think that I think they're. But look at last week. They had a shootout with the Ravens, who people I guess are starting to realize that they're frauds. Ravens but, are frauds. But but bro, Lamar Jackson they had a shootout. And well, I, can we quickly talk about that? We'll go back to the Steelers thing. Lamar Jackson just looks like he's not playing his football. And he's playing. Why? He's can trying to prove why? everyone that he's a quarterback. It's crazy and he should been, just go it's back because I've been saying this since. Stop it! Since I remember, I remember we were in school doing the he thing. Sucks. By the way, by the way, I don't even know that. He fair. doesn't this suck. Is a, this is the reigning MVP, and this is the dude who, who led like. He doesn't suck. I'll he tell you sucks. what the problem is. I'll tell you what the problem is. 
Okay, the reason why Lamar Jackson was was really good last year is because they had on that team they had three really no, solid no, tight ends. No, 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 they no, did. No, 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 Hayden Hurst, no, Mark no, Andrews, Mark Andrews, no, no, and no, Doyle. Yeah, and and they had them all in the field. and They could run these three no, tight end sets. No. What do you mean? That's no. not why he was good. It's because. What do you mean? It's not why he's good. Have you watched his games? He's I trying to sit in the pocket. Time. He should run. I watch his games all the That's time. That's what makes him so lethal. Is, the listen, offense listen, is listen. one dimensional right now because they, they got rid of no, what I, they were doing. No, I agree with Smith. I, they, they no, got rid of what they were doing. Last tight year. End. Well, I agree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They yes, got rid of yes, they Last got year, you watched those games doing. where they were winning, they were scoring a ton of points. It's because they had that three tight end set that was impossible to guard. It makes a big difference. You look at a lot of rookies, and this happens a lot where these rookies are studs and they do everything really well, and they go into their second year, and teams actually have film on them. Like, that was Lamar's first season starting, so teams have film on him this year. This year, and they no. know what they're doing. I think no. that also makes wait, wait, issues. Wait, 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 wait. Hold up, hold up, hold up. I, I don't even so, want to talk. <laughs> so you're trying. You're okay. I kind of defend your claim here with that they have like a three tight end set, but it's because you can. Since Lamar's focused on no. like passing, he's sitting in the pocket, which allows you to blitz. You couldn't Dude. blitz when he was a running running back or a running quarterback because I'm just saying it was too that three, lethal. The three tight end set caught everyone in the league by surprise. Like no one could guard it. Yeah, because and, it and, is. And, and, and here's the thing: they're able to run the ball super effectively with the three tight ends, and they all had three in the red zone. They yeah, were insane. That was their, that was their thing. The red zone was so good here's because Lamar can make those little yes. throws, those tight ends, and those big tight ends can go up and get it. That's why they were so good. This year, this year in the red zone, that's that's where you see the the disconnect from last year and this year is the red zone offense. Yeah, and the red zone offense is is just kind of stagnant and and nothing. They're they're relying too much on Lamar, and I I know what you're saying here. They're relying too much on Lamar making. Uh, these tough reads in the red zone, these throwing balls, these small windows, and you know that doesn't happen when you could toss out three, three like six foot eight dudes and just kind who of throw are all it up athletic. To them. Yeah. Yep. And it also helps the run game. Okay. And their run game has been has been has been fine, but la- last year the run game was the best. The I best. Think yeah. Anyone would say it's it not the best. best. The three tight ends said the, the front office screwed up big time on this. Okay. Hold up. Hold up. Big time. Hold up. You do not get rid of those. You don't, you can you can't get rid of what's working for you. No, I, no, no. They, I think that they were too focused on Lamar and the fact that he was such a good runner, and they were looking away from the from the actual truth that his tight ends and those guys were making him good. And I mean, even you see it now, like like uh, Hollywood Brown is upset that he's not getting the ball. They're not they're not like throwing the ball, or when they are throwing the ball, Lamar's not that good at throwing, and that's the reality of it. He needs to stick to running. Uh, and that's that's why he's not good. I'd also okay. like to note that Ronnie Stanley, one one of the best left tackles in, in the entire league, is out now, now too. for injury. So like, but but he was in the whole time. This, this is his first week. Lam- I agree. Lamar's not a good thrower. He is not a throwing first quarterback at all. He should be a run first guy, and he's not doing it this year. He's not doing it at the level that he was doing it last year. And it's not only because the three tight end set. I agree what you're saying. In the red zone, yeah, that's a huge deal. No, but the tight end set, tight end the set. tight end set was also helping the run games, opening up the play but, action. They were the best throwing when they were doing the play action well. Okay, but but now, like, look at them at the 30-yard line. Lamar's yeah, trying to stand in there and he make, make those a throw that he can't make he instead can't make of taking throws. off. And t- you know what taking off does? It doesn't allow the team to blitz, which means he has time to sit in the pocket and actually play. But because he's only sitting in the pocket and not looking to run, he these teams are allowed to blitz and get off yeah, the, and the pressure teams, him. And the he teams can do, do whatever they want with him. And, and if you look at the Ravens the next three games, they well. Uh, <laughs> and I mean, even if you're looking through, like Calais Campbell's out for a couple weeks now. He hurt his calf. Yeah. Like their their team's kind of falling apart to injury, and I don't know. They're gonna lose to the Browns next next time they play. So we'll, we'll do a couple that's more. Not we'll do, no, that's not gonna happen. Couple more that's topics, and then we can, then we can kind of switch it up. I, I kind of want to go with the Bucks here, because um, yesterday I I saw 
the worst Tom Brady game ever. Yeah, it was arguably embarrassing. Okay, but I, can somebody explain to me what Bruce Arians was doing? It was the least amount of rushing attempts in NFL history. There's four rushes. It was the least amount of rushes well, in NFL history. Because I just they went don't down it. so big. They went down so big. So they had to throw. They had no choice. But they went down too big. Four rushes in the entire game is unheard okay. of. Yeah, that's yeah, crazy that's, that's bad. That's, okay, but this is like classic Bruce Arians, though. Like, he is one person where if there's if there's one person who would, like, go away from the game plan... And like and kind of kind of mix things up and do whatever he wants. That's Bruce Arians. Yeah. You know, one thing that I do like about because I've never been that big of a Tom Brady fan. I don't really like him just because he wins too much. Um, but I, the one thing that I think that I like about the season with the Bucks is that it makes Jameis Winston look better. You see all these interceptions that Tom Brady is throwing that he wouldn't have thrown if it were the, with the Patriots, and you realize that it's with because of the Bruce Arians offense. It makes Jameis Winston look better, and any Jameis Winston Stop. slander is Stop. not accepted here. Stop. Jameis Winston is, is terrible. Is, doesn't deserve to, to Bro, play. He, threw he had like a 137 QBR yesterday. I saw he actually out the game. That was awesome. That was, <laughs> that, that was one of the best parts of the entire game. <laughs> I you saw Jameis Winston. He's terrible. In Tampa Bay. He's terrible. terrible. He's terrible. He's so terrible. Eat the dub yesterday. He's terrible. Love, I love hand, Jameis Winston. On the other hand. Love Jameis. Jameis Winston is exciting to watch, and that is it's not it's Because he now. throws Stop. five touchdowns and five interceptions. He's like exciting to watch. He's like two more years Yeah, but, but you don't want his two more years Yeah, as fans, you want an exciting game Could, to watch. Why are we wasting time talking about Jameis Winston? Okay. Love Jameis Winston. Since we're running low on time. I just want to say one quick thing on the other side. Drew Brees, all the people who are saying that Drew Brees is washed, or that he's, he's injured with a shoulder injury, well, or, that, washed, or that that he's too old to play. Like, you know what? I, I don't think so. Because what I saw is, is I saw in a pretty much an early playoff game, you, I bet you argue that this, this you could see something like this in the playoffs, maybe. Um, for all for all the marbles in, in the division, and we saw the Saints go out there and, and dominate. Look, look like the Saints. That's the Better Saints than that I want to That was Better that was better than, than anything I expected yeah. from the Saints this year. I'm gonna be honest. So that's I to, to end it. To end it, shall we talk about? I've got two questions that were brought up to me today. One, if everyone had the same quarterback, what rookie wide receiver besides Jerry Judy? Who's next? Justin what, Jefferson. Besides, I think Justin Jefferson Judy. is the best rookie wide receiver in this class. So yeah, Justin Jefferson. Or is it uh, Ceedee Lamb? I think Justin Jefferson Chase is the best. Claypool. Or. Or like Henry Ruggs, yeah, like I, those are I, some good guys. I'm gonna stick with Justin Jefferson. I think even with with Kirk Cousins, what did Just, I say? Uh, yeah, Justin Jefferson. Justin Jefferson. I think he's the best rookie. rookie better than Jerry Judy. I think has, he's the best in I, the class. And I, I think, think Jerry Judy's the best better. Career. Jerry Judy's been injured, and he Jerry Judy has no one. Justin Jefferson, the teams all Bro, focus on. He has Kirk Cousins going to him. Yeah. Because Drew Locke? <laughs> I, I'm, to be honest, if I'm building a team, I'm taking, I'm Drew, taking Locke. Drew Locke over Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins is, is, is trash. He's, so He's so I hate bad. Kirk Cousins. Stop. Trust me. I hate Kirk Cousins, but look at the weapons compared to... The what are your weapons? It, who's throwing you the wide receiver? Who's throwing you the ball? Dalvin Kirk Cousins? Dalvin Kirk Cousins. Dude, I, I don't care. I take a college quarterback in front of Kirk Cousins. I agree. But you have Dalvin Cook running the ball. But does so it doesn't matter what anyone else do. We're talking about wide receivers. Okay. We're talking about who. who and they have Adam other Thielen. Thing that matters they have is, Thielen. Is the they have Thielen and Jefferson. Thielen. Everyone goes gravitates talking, to Thielen. Jefferson's one on one. I disagree. Yeah, I disagree. I think Jefferson and Dalvin Cook. Like, you. Jerry Judy has Philip Lindsay in the backfield. Melvin Gordon with a DUI. Justin Jefferson and Drew Locke. Melvin Gordon's DUI is completely irrelevant right now. We just keep like spiraling into topics. Like I can't even find any of the stuff in my head. Okay, and the the plan is all my final. My final question is: Who is the best wide receiver in the game right now? With 
again, back to like with all quarterbacks the same. Devontae Adams. Is it Devontae Adams? Is it Julio? I think it's Julio or Dehaw. Or is it Dehaw? Or but we're saying healthy Odell. Or completely healthy. Or a healthy Odell. Get out. Odell's gone. Yeah. Okay. Okay. If we're saying completely healthy, then like. You can argue like AJ Brown, like or like AJ Green, not AJ Brown. Not I mean, AJ Brown is AJ Brown is good, not, not AJ Brown. <laughs> DK Metcalf? No, nah, no. DK's just big. No, DK's big and has DK the most Metcalf? drops I've ever seen in my life. Uh, Dude, you, it's a 50-50 chance that the ball. Anyways, give me Devonta Adams. We gotta wrap up. <laughs> okay, we're gonna wrap it up. Uh, we just got a sign from Nature that we need to wrap up. Um, yeah, just... All right, thank you for listening oh, yeah. to this episode of After the Wilson Sports Podcast. We'll see you guys next time. See you all next week. Bye.